everybody! Welcome to C3 Films. Today we're doing another episode of It Wasn't That Good. My name is Cheryl and this is... Chris. And today we're going to be talking about The Mandalorian Season 3, the whole season. Um, and this is just a recap on... Uh, or not a recap, but a revisit now that we've watched the whole season. And... Um, well, I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, spoilers. We're going to spoil it for you. So if you haven't seen it yet, that's okay. It doesn't matter. You probably don't need to see it. It wasn't that good. So uh, <laughs> I am just being a real here, okay? <laughs> I know, right, chat? <laughs> that was like the illest eye roll. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, um, we should get started talking about this. Um, it's interesting, Cheryl, because didn't we... When we first talked about the first couple of episodes, didn't we kind of have a, a similar feeling of not really uh, yeah, enjoying it that much? I think so. It was kind of a mixed bag where, like, we didn't really like how it was starting, but then it got interesting once we saw mm -hmm. the Mythosaur. But, right. And then it kind of just kind of went up and down from there for me. I don't know if you feel that same way, but, like, there were times where, like, oh, it got, like, it's boring. And then it got gets really interesting and intriguing like oh we're gonna have the mythosaur involved and then um then it becomes boring again then you have a random episode about random people in coruscant that you can completely remove from the whole show and the show would still make sense for whatever the show is trying to do which yes i could get into right now but we should. How do, we're, we're already... how do I unravel this? <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that that's a great place to start because I think it should be said that I liked that episode when I saw it because it, it reminded me of Andor. But I also was able to acknowledge that this episode feels weird at this point in The Mandalorian. But what I was thinking was at the time, this is going to be important. We're seeing this because it's going to come back at some point and then that will make this episode make sense. So when I first saw it, I was like, we're not, we, they, we wouldn't be watching this if it wasn't important for like later on down the season, right? Right. So I was you like, would think, right? <laughs> you so would like, think it's talk. important, right? <laughs> and that episode can literally be taken out of the complete season, like outside of the first like 15 minutes, which is actually about Bo-Katan and Din Djarin, like all the rest of that stuff could be taken out. It doesn't matter. It doesn't come back up. You don't find out what happened to Pershing. They don't revisit the fact that his mind was flayed or anything else like that. There's no, like, it doesn't tie into the story with the Mandalorians. They never end up on Coruscant. It is literally something that, even though I think the episode is well done, it is a waste of time and does nothing to progress the overall story. And that is kind of the theme of this season of the Mandalorian. It is a bunch of episodes that just feel like they don't know where they're going. Yes, yes. And like, I think that was my biggest comment. Um, but real quick, I was just, just about to throw a joke that that whole Coruscant episode is a preparation for a spinoff series. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Probably. Probably. You know, I don't think Wouldn't I would surprise. hate it. I just feel like it didn't belong in the middle of Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. That's all. But um yeah. Oh, it, it tied into Gideon's clone thing. Yeah, but they didn't need to spend a whole episode on getting to know 
this one guy. Like also, also, it tied into Gideon's Gideon's clothing. I mean, it tied into Gideon's clothing for like what the five seconds that it was in the last episode. Exactly, like it was destroyed and killed all the clones, and it didn't even do anything. Like I don't know. Like, what's up? By the way, what's up, Kane? But like, literally, <laughs> it was a, like almost an hour-long episode that tied into five minutes of story development that then was immediately taken care of, and we didn't even see anything. So like, and maybe that's one of those things where maybe in season four, that'll come back up. Maybe not. The way they made it look was like all the clones were destroyed, and all the and Gideon is dead unless he that he himself was a clone, which we'll have to see. But yeah. I mean, all I'm saying is, like, it could have been an email. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like Kane wasn't here for when I was showing the picture of of the the timeline. <laughs> yeah, I know. He probably missed it. But, I mean, Kane knows how we all feel about the sequel trilogy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> and for those of you who didn't see the timeline that um, that I'm referring to, I scribbled out the sequel trilogies because they don't need to exist. No. Yes. And so... We won't get into that right now because we kind of already did check out our Force Awakens episode where we uh, tear that apart. But um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I think Chrissy missed um, what I said. Just uh, to re-say it again. Um it could have been an email. Oh! So, <laughs> yeah. There, there we go. I got the reaction I wanted. So now I'm going to move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. She won't let us forget. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, no. And then that's, like, one of those things where it kind of just kind of repeats where you have these episodes. Because, like... The Mandalorian has always been episodic, but there's always been something that's kind of like a through line that's tying it together or making it feel like some type of loosely tied story um, like an, and things that are interesting. Yeah, like there, there's always an arc. And, mm -hmm. and that's the same thing for like every movie. It's like basic movie formula or like storytelling formula is like you have like something that goes wrong and then you, essentially the characters try to fix it you know or something along the lines and then you have these subplots in between that's like it's it's a very basic formula that like sometimes we call it cookie cutter and stuff like that but if you're gonna break that rule or like break that apart you, can, you really gotta know what you're doing and I feel like not that I don't think that you know um Dave Filoni and um Ugh, gosh, what the, what's his John name? Favreau? John Favreau, like I I truly believe that they're great storytellers and stuff like that. But for some reason, I f really feel like they missed the mark on this season. Um, and I think a big part of it is because like we don't know really where where they're going. What are they trying to achieve? What's the big threat? What's like what's what's happening? Like. It just feels a lot of like they're just doing stuff and they're wandering around with no motive. And I know there's like yeah. the whole thing with like trying to reclaim Mandalore and stuff, but then that also has nothing to do really with Moff Gideon besides the fact that Moff Gideon is based there. But to make him the like the final boss fight and stuff, like he was only in the last two episodes. 
Yeah, and also it's it's weird because Moff Gideon is based in Mandalore, but didn't didn't ever go and attack Bo-Katan's home um, next to Mandalore the entire time that she was there. Um, yeah, like it just it just felt like nothing was connecting, and like the things that were being connected were like forcibly connected, and there's just a lot of like kind of plot holes and so. Yeah, so there's a so there's a couple of things. Um, so there are rumors say stating that the Rangers of New, the New Republic, one of the Disney Plus shows that was supposed to come out with Gina Carano, um, presumed to be in the lead role, after her whole thing where she got fired, then people were saying that that show kind of was just in limbo, and what they ended up doing, they there it is not stated as fact but it is a belief that some of those ideas from the rangers of the new republic show got kind of rolled into the mandalorian show and that's partially why you have some of this kind of disconnect with like or like the story that feels like it's all over the place because they're trying to like still recycle some of these ideas which is why you're seeing a, a bunch of things about coruscant you're learning ab about the new republic and how people aren't really into the new republic when the Mandalorian and his story actually has nothing to really do with the New Republic outside of sparse meetings with that one guy. Like, he's not a part of it, and then, you know, but he becomes a part of it at the end, so people are like, oh, well, maybe this is what will also feed into the New Republic show. And then you have the whole thing that where if you're watching Mandalorian Season 2, like, let's say you want to go and you just want to sit down and watch the Mandalorian seasons like you would any other show. You're like, hey, I want to watch Barry Season 1 through 3. You can do that. If you go and you watch season one through three of The Mandalorian, when you get to season three, nothing makes sense because you have to watch Boba Fett. And you end season two with a really great moment of Grogu leaving, and then you come into season three, Grogu's back. So, like, that emotional connection is also just completely disconnected from just watching the seasons together. So there is something else happening outside of what we could see that made it so that their story had to change at some point because even Grogu in this season doesn't really have that much of a have a doesn't really have that much of a point they show like the flashback of um him escaping order 66 by like a jedi which is Ahmed Best who played Jar Jar Binks which is really cool to see him but that didn't really add anything new we knew that jedi saved him from order 66 so that was clearly that was only for fan service not really anything else. There wasn't any new information because even the Jedi that Ahmet Best played wasn't a Jedi that we had ever seen before in canon outside of like a game show. So there's, there's these loose ideas and there's things that they're just kind of doing, but they don't actually like come together in any kind of meaningful way. Yeah, that's the other thing that I think really felt weird is because before this, the Mandalorian was always about Din Djarin and Grogu. Yeah. Um, but this season just kind of seemed to shift gears, oh, yeah. and it kind of became the Bo-Katan show. Yeah. Which I'd be true. okay with if they like actually intended to do that in like a different show, like for Boba Fett. Yeah. But yeah. And, and it was weird because Boba Fett started to feel like the Mandalorian. <laughs> it seems like they need to get the shows straightened out. Like it. Like, it's, it's cool that they, like, interact and, like, they, you know, bleed into each other and stuff. But they also need to be able to stand on their own. Because, um, like you said, like, you have to watch Boba Fett 
to connect the dots between season two and season three of Mandalorian and like how are you supposed to know that unless like you're someone that is gonna plan to watch Boba Fett because we almost didn't watch Boba Fett because like we didn't like it and then we would have just gone into season three of Mandalorian like what did I miss (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then you have to watch Boba Fett which wasn't good in my opinion either (laughs) I scribbled that out too but (laughs) um I won't get into that but you can watch our Boba Fett episode um (laughs) but like I I don't know I like I almost feel like Boba Fett should have just been season three of Mandalorian there were so that was so it's funny that you say that because there's a lot of arguments or discussions online where people are saying that it those those episodes from Boba Fett would have been better served in the Mandalorian mm-hmm. like those episodes where the Mandalorian shows up because that's where that's because <laughs> that's where it's not even about Boba Fett anyway <laughs> so exactly. you might as well in the Mandalorian and then you have like a connection to still like. Grogu and Luke, which we got to see, and you have Din Djarin going on his adventure and going for his reclamation of his creed and everything else like that. So, yeah, I agree. That would have been like a much better place for the for like I think it's that well like there's like two and a half episodes um, or whatever or one and a half, however you count it. But point is, yes, I agree. It would have been better served in the Mandalorian itself. Um, but because, the other thing that I, yeah. I was just mm-hmm. gonna add, like they were, I mean, Dendrarin and Boba Fett were pretty involved in the Boba Fett show, so I could see how like it would make sense for it to be like separated. But because they're so involved, it just seems like it should have just been like season three, but then a little bit more transitioned in to be f- a little focused on Boba Fett, and then reintegrate. Uh, Dinjarin, because remember Boba Fett's also kind of a Mandalorian because you know I mean he's not really he's a bounty hunter and he's not really from Mandalore but yeah but his father I, was a foundling and, which is the same thing as Dinjarin and essentially like the whole reason why we have all this Mandalorian culture is because of the original character of Boba Fett like all of this comes mm. from Boba Fett so it That's would true. make complete sense for him to have a place in the Mandalorian. That's true. And I also thought that it was a little odd that Boba Fett didn't show up in the Mandalorian for this season because it feels weird that Din Djarin wouldn't ask Boba Fett for help when it comes to retaking Mandalore. It's like, yes, even if he thinks that uh, Boba Fett isn't a true Mandalorian, the fact is that he, Boba's helped him, he's helped Boba. He probably realistically would wouldn't have any problem saying, hey, dude, we're about to have, an, we're about to retake our home planet, the planet that your father has a connection to. Will you help us? And Boba, of course, is going to be like, yeah, let's go kill some people. So, you know, but going to what you said about it becomes kind of the Bo-Katan show, it really does. Like, Din Djarin kind of becomes an extra, he, he kind of becomes a side character in his own show. And... I like Bo-Katan. Like, I've been following Bo-Katan since the Clone Wars, and I like her story. And the story that happens in this show is the story that should happen for her, as far as, like, her story. Her story in this show is the logical progression for her story from those other shows. 
and even down to like the dark saber being destroyed that's a great moment because of the fact that that dark saber has so much history for mandalore and that's tied through all the other shows and it's caused nothing but problems for mandalore so the destruction of it is kind of like freeing the mandalorians from this from um from this like religious um dogmatic way of thinking or or loyalty to an object which is going to tie into like the Dinjarin in a second but so i like that story for her but it wasn't balanced with Dinjarin's role in this show it's almost one of those things where it might have been better if that stuff was saved for a spinoff bo-katan show um but yeah, because Dinjar and Grogu are kind of just they're kind of just extras as far as this this like season goes. Yeah. And I I would I would agree like I almost feel like they just did what they did with Boba Fett and made a, a whole different show for Bogatan. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would have been Yeah, because I thought it was pretty interesting except for I mean, there's also that whole thing with the mythosaur, and they did absolutely nothing with it. Mm. I thought we'd get to like see it do something. Like on Mandalore, they get to Mandalore, and the mythosaur might help them <laughs> or something or maybe like that. It, like, how cool would it have been if it like ate Moff Gideon? <laughs> yes, I mean, the other thing is how cool it would have been if our heroes actually defeated Moff Gideon themselves. Um, they actually all three lost to Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon died only because of the fact that, uh, Ax wait, Axel, Axe Wolves, Axe Wolves. The guy, yeah, that guy yeah, I think without the helmet. Yeah, he dropped a, sh <laughs> he dropped a ship on top of Moff yeah. Gideon. So, you know, cause like the thing is story-wise, Moff Gideon has been trying to go after, oh, let's see, that's the thing. There's so many like loose, like you said, plot holes or loose parts that don't get taken care of. Like. Mm -hmm. Gideon talks so much about how this really cool like, thing of like clones, Jedi, Mandalorians, I can get something from all of you. I have like the best car armor, but I have clones of myself for my own army and I can have they can have the force. But none of that actually happens. So like you talk about it, but we never actually get to have to deal with the with with that threat. So since season one, he's been going after Grogu, so like presumably so that he can learn how to use the force or have the force be given to people that normally wouldn't have uh, access to it. And so, and then, yeah. So like, but that never really gets, that never really sees a fruition, right? But he's been a thorn in the side of Grogu and Din Djarin since season one. He's actually betrayed Bo-Katan and has, caused like the deaths of many of her people so she also has stake in seeing him dead also how cool would it have been to actually see a f you want to talk about story stuff it would have been cool to see a flashback episode of like um that stuff that actually happened between moff gideon and bo-katan as opposed to her just talking about mm -hmm. it yeah like um, in place of that courtesan episode maybe <laughs> that would have so, been more supportive of him you know with the whole uh snokes stuff yeah <laughs> right so i mean he just so they all had they all had stakes in in defeating him so it's a little weird when you get to the final season and they actually aren't the ones that defeat him right so 
I have a feeling because we didn't see Moff Gideon die, actually. We just saw him disappear in flames. I bet <laughs> he's gonna come back because, like, maybe he's gonna be more like Darth Vader, all crispy and stuff in a robo suit. <laughs> <laughs> Extra crispy. <laughs> and then he gets eaten by the mythosaur oh in the middle of a villain speech, a villain monologue. <laughs> Which I laughed at because he totally had one. In- <laughs> yes, he did. And also, the sad thing about Moff Gideon in this season is that he's actually less interesting than he has been in other seasons because he is kind of like a super villain, like mustache twirling villain in this season. Whereas in the other seasons, he he seems sophisticated and and scary and like there's something like he like he's really got like huge aspirations and like machinations in the works and stuff like that um and then he he, by the time he got to here is just like yes i am villain i will kill you myself and all this other stuff i was behind this the whole time behind what (laughs) being here that like just being here and you didn't know that i was gonna be here and i didn't know you were coming but because i am here (laughs) i got you (laughs) exactly so yeah it's just it's really unfortunate because I do think like the last two episodes are exciting to watch. Like I think it's really cool when you see all the Mandalorians in their jetpacks, like flying and having aerial battles. I think it's really cool when you see Bo-Katan like pull out the dark saber and like point it forward as they like charge in. And like there's some really cool visuals. Like the show still looks good. Like absolutely, the show looks better than Obi Wan by like easy an easy stretch. So it's just too bad that it didn't come with a more consistent um a more consistent narrative and we can talk about like you know we, we got in the chat they're talking about lizzo um we can talk about that episode too where they brought in lizzo jack black and doc brown and you know it's like okay we have these cameos which you can have cameos in star wars like bill burr was in season one and two but what they did with bill burr was way more interesting than they did with lizzo and jack black because bill burr is a part of one of like the best episodes of the mandalorian where you get to really understand how a foot soldier in the empire what they had to go through and he has a great moment when he sees his like superior officer and is remembering everything that he had to do and he just he can't t- deal with it he takes it out as superior officer he kills him right there even though it like risked the mission so it's a great it, that's a great like episode that features um that features like a celebrity appearance but jack black is just jack black i don't know much about lizzo so i'll I'll admit that but jack black is just jack black (laughs) yeah but i also feel like it was a waste of talent it was a fake uh it was a waste of um you know having jack black even there because like we know that jack black can jack black black jack black (laughs) can act (laughs) And mm-hmm. he had, like, barely any screen time, and they made him be the same old character that he he usually oh, is, which is, like, <laughs> himself. But, like, we've seen him in things, like, you know, I, like, I, I really like him. Like, uh, after I watched um, him in King Kong, I, like, completely mm. saw him differently as an actor. Mm. Okay. So, like, I just can't believe that they used him for that. And... He he yeah. had like what two lines or something like he, that. It was mainly Lizzo that had lines. Um, he had yeah. a little bit more, but yeah, he didn't have that. He didn't. He wasn't allowed to do much. And by, 
Yeah, for and sure. and they also didn't give them like very much to do either. The whole it was almost like forced. Like let's just make an episode so we could have these cameos, but it not contribute it to like. the story at all. And that's I, what I think was like it was cool because I was excited to see you know an episode where there's like a lot of aliens for once instead yeah. of humanoids but then they did nothing with them they did nothing with it and you know how you were talking about how you can take out that episode on coruscant and remove it from the show and the show doesn't suffer you can take out the first like what 20 minutes of that episode mm -hmm. and that doesn't matter because it's literally just a side quest it's like a game it's a side quest that you do before you can get to the main quest you show up and you're like i want to go i want to go over there well, you can't go over there until you do this thing for me over here. Well, what's this thing over here? Does it is it related to the thing over there? Not really, but just do this thing just so we could show you, so you could see like um, battle droids and stuff from the clone era of Star Wars. So you know we could just show you that that stuff exists, which is which is cool, <laughs> but it doesn't mean anything. And then like yeah, and then the way to make that episode matter is that in the last like ten minutes of it, you get to the part where they actually show up with the to see the rest of the Mandalorians, and then Bo Katan and Axe Wolves gets to like have this like fight or whatever, and then she gets to like reclaim reclaim her army, but it's almost like they didn't know what they wanted to do for like the entirety of the show, so they were like, we know we want these moments, so we're gonna have this moment, which is only gonna take five to ten minutes. But that's not enough to fill up an episode of half an hour. So the other 20 minutes is going to be devoted to this other thing that in the long run doesn't actually matter. Honestly, it felt more like more like a optional side quest that, <laughs> optional that, side quest. that you could do for like the special item. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. So it's just so it's really just too bad because um, I think that the show, the season still has moments, but I think overall the season is just i mean like we say in the show it's just not it's just not that good and yes you you right thank you axe wolves i keep saying axe wolves but yes and pause pause is much greater than axe wolves and pause Vizsla, you know that's a character that's been around since season one so you know like it's cool to like see um pause Vizsla, and also to find out that he was a Vizsla, but you find out that he's a Vizsla, not in the not in um you, not in The Mandalorian um, in the beginning. You find that out in um, Boba Fett when they're talking about his family and he talks about his family of uh, being Vizsla, which is really important for Star Wars lore. So it's just kind of weird that you put that into Boba Fett and not in a Mandalorian show let it yet again. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> gonna, decisions that they made. I just don't understand, like, what happened. Like, they didn't they take extra long to make this season, too? I'm not sure. I think that um, it, it, it came, like, because I actually thought it was season four, actually. I was Because like, <laughs> you saw Boba Fett. <laughs> I know. I was like, because before before doing the, uh, the show tonight, I wanted to, like, refresh my memory. So I was looking for, I was searching recap Mandalorian season four. And I was like, why didn't I find anything? No one made a recap yet. And I was, and then I realized um, that it was season three. Season three. Yeah. No, exactly, right? <laughs> so, yeah, but, and it's also just interesting because, like, we want to know more about the Mandalorians themselves, right? Like, now that they've retaken Mandalore, I do think it's interesting to try to just to go into, like, 
how do do these two disparate groups of Mandalorians coincide with one another? Because let's not forget, like one side of Mandalorians, actually both of them think that the other side are ridiculous for whatever, however they want to describe that. So the Mandalorians that take their helmets off think that the other people are zealots and the ones that keep their helmets on think that the other side are tr like treasonous heathens. So like, how do they live together? And do they just decide that, hey, let bygones be bygones and that's how we do? Like, I want to see that decision be made. Like, we're left to kind of assume that could be what happens, but we don't actually know. These people have gone to war again. They've gone to war in the past, which is why, like, part of the reason their planet got, like, messed up. So, like, but that is an interesting dichotomy to, to explore. Din Djarin as a character, he takes off his mask, um multiple times in season two, but they're both for Grogu. He takes off his mask that one time in that same episode with Bill Burr to show his face so that he can get the the map to see where Grogu is being held. And then he takes it off once again to show his face to Grogu so that Grogu can see him once more before he leaves. So it almost kind of feels like a backpedal to have him then so fervently want to like put that mask back on again when he's already kind of shown that he is willing to sacrifice this thing that he like really values for his kid because that's what he is. He is he is making a sacrifice for his kid. So it's just so it's just very it's just very odd for him as a character to kind of like backpedal in that way. Um, and then, yeah, and then we didn't get to see his face at all in this season, which whatever. But at the same time, like I said, you know, when it comes to him and his kid, it's almost like the 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 arc for him was almost seemed to be my relationship with my kid is more important than this creed and that's why i'm making this sacrifice because i'm making this sacrifice for him and that's a really big moment and then in season three like so many other things he, just did, he didn't have an arc in season three no he, he was, doesn't he wasn't even the main character so <laughs> no. that's probably why he had no arc yeah yeah and then, and that's, and that's why it's just like, you know, there's, it's just unfortunate, man. It's just unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like, I get it. I get like, you know, for, for the purpose of telling stories about Mandalore and the, you know, the different Mandalorians and stuff like, sure. Yeah, that's great. But then you've already spent two seasons with the focus on Din Djarin and, Grogu and yeah. then even bleeding that like you know main characterness in Boba Fett and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden like you're switching gears on us in season three of a show season yeah. four actually <laughs> <laughs> I, I just really feel like it would have been like we it would have been better off if you know maybe if it was just repackaged and say like yeah the Mandalorian ended at season two that was the end of the mandalorian and now we're starting a new show called the i don't know the mandalorian mandalorians yeah <laughs> the yeah adventures of bo-katan <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway i don't know if i don't think there's much else i really like feel like i need to say about this i think i overall i'm just a little disappointed um there's there there's a lot of excitement going into this season uh for me and 
this season just unfortunately it just it felt a little it felt a little just flat. disconnected yeah. and flat yeah and i know dave filoni and john favreau are good at what they do um but it seems like maybe maybe yeah maybe there's other things at play here that came into play from kathleen kennedy or from disney in general that affected this season but yeah i think i just i really agree we're on the same page it just really wasn't that good yeah unfortunate so do you have anything else you want to add before we get out of here no i think that was it for me oh the, right, the pirates oh. the pirates never came oh, like Talk about the pirates real quick. Just say, just say what you want to say. Really, like, I forget it. Like I forgot about them because they, because I thought they were gonna be the main villains, but they weren't. It was Moff Gideon. Like just there was just so much confusion. Like make up your mind what you want the show to be about. Yeah, because they were supposed like pirates were like used by Moff Gideon or something. But once again, it's like such a a, a stretched thread, and it only matters for like one episode, like one on ones. It's not something that mm -hmm. is like a through line. But I right. got it. Anyway, it's an anthology. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh goodness. So. Anyways, we're going to get out of here. If you guys want to hear us talk more about this, you can check us out on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash films. It'd be great to see you guys over there. But what do you guys think about The Mandalorian Season 3? Did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Are we being too hard on it? Do you think that it wasn't really about Din Djarin and that it was really the Bo-Katan show? Whatever you thought about this and more, comment below. Let us know. And we're right down there. If you give us a like, share, subscribe. Even if you don't, though, I have been Chris. And this has been... Cheryl, and I'm going to steal this from you. This is not the way...